This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. I am your host, Swatha Nanda Kumar. ACB Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. And as always, thank you to everyone listening on their favorite podcast player and sharing and recommending and reviewing the podcast. And shout out to everyone listening via ACB Media, ACB Media Network. Also, thank you to ACB Minnesota for underwriting, underwriting, the, underwriting the podcast. Um, yeah. So today we have... Today we're um, continuing continuing with our um, new year new goals kind of theme. Today we have um, from the ACB's Multicultural Affairs Committee Cheryl, Cheryl Cummings, and um, from Blind Pride International, and a friend a friend of the podcast Gabe Lopez Cafati. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing great. How about you guys? Good. Good. Doing good, thanks. Great. So, um, just to start off with Cheryl, um, can you tell us a little bit about what MCSU has planned, has planned for this for this year? Oh, we've got lots of things. They're all, I suppose, as you said, in the planning stage. Um, we're excited. Uh, first, uh, very soon, upcoming activity with. Uh, with uh, Gabe's group, VPI, we're going to be doing sort of a reflection on a homily concerning um, Martin Luther King, and that's actually going to be on Martin Luther King's day in the um, evening. Um, and then February is Black History Month, so we've, we're planning some activities for February. Um, we've also got um, the Braille Forum that's coming up in April, and in that context we're talking about um, we're soliciting articles concerning um, culture asking people to write a, a brief article about sort of their culture and how the culture has influenced the way they live their life as a blind or low vision person um, let's see what else are we doing uh, we've got uh, we, we usually do two books every year so we did the first sort of bilingual um, book discussion uh, in November, and we're looking to do another uh, book um, that we haven't planned the date as yet, but it's going to be sometime March, April, or May. Um, and that book is by Dan Rather, um, and it is called What Unites Us Reflections on Patriotism, um, and I, I can give a more formal sort of information about that. Um, yeah, and go then ahead. we're looking forward to convention. <laughs> so so then, then uh, after the, you know, and then the next thing, you know, we'll be looking forward to, uh, to, to activities around convention. Um, so um, I could start there. I mean, we've got some more like formal uh, work that we're doing. As you know, um, we've yeah, had some resolutions passed, uh, one in 2020 looking at 
creating a mentorship program for minority um, ACB members. We're working on that. Um, we've had uh, in this last year, 2021, um, two resolutions. One looking at creating, uh, uh, or not creating, but at making um, ACB more welcoming to Spanish speakers. And Gabe is a is the co-chair of that subcommittee with Guillermo Robles. Um, so we're hoping to start sort of implementing, um, you know, or at least developing our plans to implement some of the the, the specific goals within that resolution. Um, and then we had another resolution that called on the president of ACB to do at least twice a year a report um, to the whole community about sort of our breakdown of leadership of different um, ACB committees um, along the lines of gender, race, and ethnicity. And that resolution also called on ACB to make sure that um, our publications become more and more reflective of the diversity within ACB. Um, so we're hoping to, to work on all those things at present. Yeah, so very cool. I want to go, go back go back to the book you mentioned, um, the the book discussions. Um, what what are they what the what's the book about that's coming up coming up this year? I can't remember the name, but United I think it's called, right? Yeah. So I apologize. I don't know the the details, but I can tell you it's on Bard, um, <clears throat> and I'm I'm assuming. I mean, it's written by Dan Rather. Um, but and as I said, the title is "What Unites Us: Reflections on Patriotism," and uh, it's DB nine zero four seven nine. So, if anybody wants to get started reading that, um, that's going to be our second sort of book discussion that we're having. So we are, I mean, we've got some, some sort of ideas of things we're going to do, but we're always, always open to partnering with other, um, you know, ACB uh, affiliates or special interest groups or committees. So um, we're, we're sort of eager and looking forward to the new year to see, you know, what, what results. Yep, absolutely. Um, can you tell us a bit can you tell us um, a little bit about the events you have for Black History Month and for um, Martin Luther King Day, in case members are interested? Um, so the Martin Luther King Day um, um, event, as I said, will be done in conjunction with um, the Blind Pride International. And um, what it is is there was a homily given at a church by, I um, can't remember her name. I don't want to mis <laughs> misstate the name, but I can tell you it's, it's, a, it's a woman who um, was herself a civil rights um, activist. Um, and so in this homily, she's sort of reflecting on her experience of being part of the civil rights movement and also talking about sort of her understanding of what Martin Luther King was trying to impart to 
um, to his followers, you know, to, to other folks in the in the movement. And so our thought was, it's it's very um, moving and very insightful. And um, Anthony Corona uh, will be leading this also. Um, so we thought it might be a time for us to come together as ACB members um, and to, you know, to to hear the piece again and to just sort of share some re reflections on on that piece. I don't we don't as yet have a specific time, but as I but as I said, it will definitely be on Monday, January seventeenth. Very nice. Um... Yeah, tell us, can you tell us a little more about the events you have for Black History, Black History Month? Um, I remember you have talking about having a like art, a braille form article or a piece or like a blog piece or something about culture and being oh. Black in America, I think. Yeah, so, so the, um, so I suppose maybe two, two different things. Um, so for Black History Month, one of the things we've done is, um, and, and I say these are sort of tentative because we're still finalizing. We're still getting trying to get people to say, I mean, not that people are reluctant to say yes, but, you know, we still haven't gotten an absolutely firm yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I know one of the things we wanted to do was work, and, and we've started the process to work with uh, Lua to get our new, um, the new head of NLS to come and sort of introduce himself and to talk to us about sort of his vision of NLS, you know, because uh, he's, he's the, I think he's the first African-American person to lead NLS. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so we're looking forward to doing that. Um, and then, as I said, you know, we've got some other um, programming that, again, not totally firmed up, so I don't want to really advertise those as yet. Um, but the thing that is firm is that we are um, the Multicultural Affairs Committee is absolutely responsible for the um, April uh, Braille Forum, and in that we are going to talk about culture. Um, and, and sort of, as I said, how your culture has influenced how you live your life as a blind or a low vision person. And so, um, so far we've gotten uh, one article submitted and it's from Anthony, which is really lovely. Um, he talks about being uh, Italian American and sort of how the sort of, the, the sort of um, beliefs or the uh, understanding uh, and, and well, primarily the beliefs of his sort of Italian family, how those have contributed to the way he lives his life as a, as a person who is blind. Um, so that's, that's what we're looking for. And, I, and, you know, we've gotten some other people who have committed to writing articles. So I think there'll be a, a range of articles so certainly we've got, you know, folks who are African-American who will write things in, um, but we're looking, we've got somebody who, whose family is uh, Armenian, um, we've got another person whose family is Mexican, um, so 
I think it will be a really uh, interesting uh, Braille forum because it will truly sort of show uh, the diversity that is that that is America. Um, so we're, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm very excited because to to you know to get the different articles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can members listen? Our listeners can this channel um, submit articles or, or submit or commit your writing, writing pieces for you? Yes, yes. Our, our deadline is actually it's actually January twentieth, uh, um, and that's sort of our internal deadline that we'd like to gather all the articles together. So we're asking for an article not too long, like 300, 500 words. Um, I know it's, you know, as somebody said, that's a really big topic to limit us to three to 500 words. <laughs> and I totally understand that. Um, but, you know, maybe um, it's, it's, it can be, we can think of it as the start of a conversation. And of course, you know, I think if there are things that, um, we can't get into the Braille Forum. Then we've got uh, ACB Voices, the blog, and we can we can make you know try to get pieces up that way also. Um, so if somebody wants to send anything in, um, they can send it to me directly. Can I give my email address? Yeah, sure, do it. Okay, so my email address is C S is in Sam. Cummings, and that's C-U-M-I-N-G-S at Comcast.net. Awesome. Um, or you could even, yeah, ahead, so you could even call. Yeah, I'm or, sure. Or if somebody wants. Go uh, ahead. Sorry. You go. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, or if somebody wants to call. And, um, you know, I, I'm willing to sort of write down your um, reflections. Um, my number is 617-731-5998. You can get in touch with me. Um, and, and I'm not the sort of uh, internal editors, but I, I'm collecting all the articles, then I'll send them off to um, our committee members, and they, they will do some of the final, you know, review and stuff like that. Absolutely. I'll make sure, I'll be, I'll make sure to include your email in the, in the comments or in the show notes afterward. So if you're looking to submit articles and stuff. Um, yeah. So moving on to um, Gabe, what does BPI have planned for this, this, this year? Well, as uh, Cheryl mentioned, uh, next, uh, this upcoming Monday for Martin Luther King Day, we're having the listening session. Um, I had the honor of being there in person uh, when um, I, I'm also with Cheryl. I do remember her first name. I don't remember her last name. Uh, Marilyn, who is the civil rights advocate who actually worked alongside Martin Luther King, um, is, actually spoke. Uh, and, and that is a beautiful homily. It was uh, given at the... Uh, St. John the Divine Episcopal Church in New York City. And uh, it's, you know, it's, I love it because it's, it's not, it, it's so universal. So it's not faith specific. So whatever faith 
you uh you identify with or you profess is is actually it will suit you as long as you identify with being human because it is in essence so universal so um we we love doing this in collaboration with uh mcac and having a listening session where we provide like cheryl said a space for people to to express themselves and see how they can connect with the message given by Marilyn in this homily. And uh, like Cheryl said, it's uh, this upcoming Monday uh, nighttime. I believe we had tentatively spoken about 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so that, that should be um, on the, on the uh, I believe it's going to be on the community call list or somewhere. We're, we're definitely posting it all over the place. So stay tuned. Um, some of the plans that, uh, some of the other plans that BPI has, uh, we, we are wanting to highlight intersectionality a lot this year because uh, more and more we realize how, how, uh, how diverse our membership, uh, is, uh, not only BPI, but ACB in general and diversity comes in so many different shapes and forms. And uh, we're not just a single, uh, you know, we're not just a one dimension character. As humans, we, we belong to many communities and we can find identity in so many communities. And, uh, and, and it's important to highlight that intersectionality. So we're uh, planning to do um, some more um, events with intersectionality and um, in that regard we have plans to partner up with other acb affiliates uh, and uh, also committees uh, like we're doing with mcac we've partnered in uh, past years with um, acb students and next gen and um, we're also planning to highlight a lot of the diversity in our group through some of our events at convention. Uh, we're, like I said, in conversations with uh, other affiliates and other committees uh, under ACB to hold joint events, to have um, joint activities where we can highlight both, um, you know, being LGBTQ and blind or visually impaired, being LGBTQ women, LGBTQ um, men, uh, we're planning to, we're, we're having a, a, a stronger approach this year in attracting more um, members who identify as a transgender. And uh, we are doing a, a lot of outreach in that regard. Um, we are also planning to have some other workshops at the greater ACB level in terms of uh, inclusive language and um, uh, gender and uh, other, you know, words that uh, may be confusing for, for many people. Uh, you know, everything is, is evolving at a, at a higher, you know, a quicker rate which uh, which I, I think this is all uh, 
new for many of us and and we don't want to we don't want people to feel that they're saying something wrong or that they have to be careful but we do want to put the information out there because people are what we have seen is that people are eager to learn and um, are eager to respect and uphold everyone with their specific identity so we want to make sure that we provide that space for information for questions for answers and uh, we always um, like another of our friends uh, and very very close collaborator, Dr. Marilyn Volker, um, we, who, who, who's uh, a specialist in the area, uh, like she says, you know, it's always important to include the real life experts. And so basically those are the people who probably do not have a degree, but they live the life, you know, so we always plan to invite people who identify as non-binary or gender fluid. So um, just raise awareness in, in, in all those regards and make sure that people have the information and people know that these are not just words, that people actually really live their life and, and they would like you know recognition and respect as individuals and as human beings and as part of our community. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pause because I know I've been <laughs> talking about stuff. So I don't know if you have any questions, Swatha, or if you want me to, to talk a little bit more about what BPI is planning for this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, questions. Um, so you mentioned like having speakers and having um, like experts in the, in, the, in the field of being, I don't know, LGBTQ plus um, speaking. Um, how, how you plan like to do with the community calls or how do you um, plan to get the out get the word out to our broader membership yes definitely good question thank you for that it's definitely going to be through through community calls we feel that that's the the way uh in which we can uh, not only ensure uh participation but also we can reach uh, a broader audience and then you know um having it podcasted so people can can come back to it as reference. Um, one of the resolutions that BPI um, moved forward last year uh, was the inclusive language resolution where uh, we plan to serve as um, uh, maybe uh, expert uh, opinion or uh, consultation for for the Board of Publications in terms of, um, you know, trying to make sure that all content uh, published by ACB uh, abides by inclusive language um, standards. So, so definitely community calls. I think, I believe, if I remember correctly, community calls uh, was uh, on that subject was uh, incorporated into that resolution. When we um, when we discussed it with with the resolutions committee, we um, we incorporated uh, holding at least uh, one or two community calls moving forward to um, not only update our membership but also um, use the uh, offer the forum for for questions and answers from from everyone. And yes, we plan to uh, invite, um, as always, 
we try to make it as representative as possible. Uh, so having people from different identifications to talk about their own experiences as much as they feel comfortable doing so and um, talking about uh, how, how they feel and how they um, view their uh, inclusion or the inclusion of their denomination in, in communications, especially. And, um, and also to, to answer questions, because uh, like I said earlier, you know, the uh, best way to have these questions answered is through our real life experts. Yep, absolutely. Um, so can you talk about, do you, uh, do you like have plans for a convention or for like a large conference or tell a tell, tell, tell little bit more about what you have planned for the rest of the year? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, convention uh, is very near and dear to BPI's heart. It's, you know, it's always been, um, uh, you know, a, a big, big event for us. And we are planning, we have reached out to a couple other affiliates and committees to do things jointly. Uh, like I said, we want to highlight intersectionality. And as such, we want to hold uh, events that attract different groups of people. Um, as always, you know, we, we want to have our staple events where we provide a space for, for fun and uh, you know, respectful uh, mingling, but we also want to have that that space where we highlight the intersectionality uh, of of you know the richness of who we are. You know, we're not just blind or visually impaired. We're blind, visually impaired LGBT men, LGBT women. Um, we are, you know, uh, blind or visually impaired non-binary. Uh, we're blind or visually impaired, uh, you know, just, you know, having Cheryl on the call is, is so apropos because we have, you know, a, a other, uh, we come from different um, walks and cultures and nationalities. So it's, it's a mix. And I think uh, that needs to be highlighted because the more we uphold each one of us, uh, as individuals and, and with the richness that we have that we bring to the table. Uh, I think, you know, we, we, we're at a very interesting point in, in our history as, as society in which we're walking away from uh, that whole concept of accepting people, um, you know, uh, in, uh, regardless of differences. I think we're at a point where we're realizing as a society that we bring to the table what we bring because of our differences. You know, the richness that we provide and the individuality that we bring to the table is thanks to those differences. So instead of, you know, accepting them, we're actually asking for people from different walks and, and, and cultures and identifications in life to come to the table and, and bring their own perspective because that's that's the way how we move forward and we enrich our community. So yes, uh, basically we I, I don't know if I can speak of any collaborations uh, uh, right now, 
because I don't think we have materialized or confirmed a hundred percent, but we are in conversations with with various uh, committees and special interest affiliates to bring um, programming during convention that uh, that highlights those intersectionalities. Yeah, absolutely. I. I hundred percent agree that we all um, we're all like, that we're all um, that none of us none of us none of us are just one thing. We're all like different things, different. Um, we all we all have experiences, and we're all like intersectional in some way. So we're not just all like either LGBT or or, or um, blind or people of color we're all this we're all like one this like we're all in the blend blending of blending a blending of those things so that's awesome it's something to hear um yeah so for both of you um we obviously the goal here is to make or to increase diversity and make ecb more aware of um kind of diversity and intersectionality um what kind of immediate goals do you have this year that you want to accomplish? Oh, you can go, Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Cheryl, oh, I, I can go. If, yeah, go if, ahead. Go ahead, Gabe. You want to. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah, so as, as I mentioned earlier, one of the goals that we have at DPI um, is to make sure that we, we're more intentional um, and I quote Dan <laughs> with that word. It's become one of my favorite words. <laughs> um, to become more intentional in terms of attracting uh, and you know out doing more outreach towards our um, trans brothers and sisters because we know that um, they're they're out there and they need community. They need a sense of belongingness, but uh, due to the, um, you know, all the uh, unfortunate events that have happened and historically how marginalized the trans community has been, regardless of uh, disability or not, uh, I know that uh, they feel they're, they're the part of the LGBTQ spectrum or, you know, community that is not so comfortable uh, coming out or, or being a part of a community. So we want to make sure that we provide a safe space for them and we make um, a lot of outreach and invite them to our community and make sure that, you know, they, they know that they have a place not only in BPI but in ACB. Uh, we're obviously talking here about uh, trans people who are also blind and visually impaired because uh, we, we want to make sure that they know that we are out there and that we, we represent them and that we have uh, a safe space for them to, to grow as individuals and as part of a community. So that's one of our goals. Um, another of our goals is also to... Um, be very, very active in terms of uh, putting content to make sure that we keep the inclusive language topic alive. And uh, basically, uh, I know this is 
probably a goal that's not so, uh, it's not going to be so easy to measure, but we do want to make people, everyone, not just uh, the LGBTQ uh, members of ACB, but everyone feel comfortable with talking about inclusive language and asking questions. So we want to kind of, that that's a goal. It's, it's, it's a little bit more of a, I guess, like a, like a more strategic goal. So like I said, it, I don't know how we're going to measure it, but, uh, but we're definitely planning to, to just socialize more inclusive language, the topic of inclusive language and make people feel comfortable and, and not feel, you know, not feel that they're um, saying something wrong or not feel that they need to be careful with how they talk, you know, just slowly make inclusive language a part of everyday language. Mm, yep, absolutely. That's great. I'm cool to have. Um, Cheryl, anything to add? Um, so I think some of the things that we're going to be working on, I mean, one of the things is, you know, uh, as I said, with the, resol the resolutions. So trying to realize and, and figure out how to implement uh, this mentoring program. Um, it's been talked about for many years, and I know that there are other like committees or other groups that are also interested in mentoring. So trying to figure out how we can, can work together to make that happen. Um, I think using the information that Dan will provide around um, the breakdown uh, along gender and race, ethnicity um, of our, our, our leadership, using that as sort of a, a, a guidepost to figure out, you know, um, next steps, like what, what do we have to do? Um, and then, of course, the work around uh, the... Um, with the Spanish uh, speaking uh, committee, um, uh, you know, trying to realize the different um, components of that resolution. Because as he said, I mean, we were really excited that it passed in 2021, and um, we really want to start uh, figuring out how to, again, um, take it from just words to, to making it. Um, you know, real action. And I, and as, as Gabe has mentioned, you know, also bringing to the forefront this idea, I think Gabe uses the word in, intersectionality, um, and you can talk about dimensions of diversity. So I, I'd really like the um, ACB and our members to get to a point where you know, we start to accept that diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's not just a person of color thing. Um, that for it to really matter and for it to really become part of who we are, everybody's got to take it on. Um, and everybody <clears throat> has to figure out and, you know, um, sort of their, their role and their part, their contribution, and, and I mean, I think we do this naturally, but you know, people get maybe a little concerned when you start talking about, oh, we're, we're really working on diversity and we're trying to work on issues around equity and inclusion. Um, so, I mean, sort of breaking down the barriers. 
and and making it um, comfortable for, or even if it's uncomfortable, uh, but making it okay for everybody to start to see themselves as part of making ACB a truly welcoming uh, organization for people with all different types of dimensions and um, and, and intersectionality. There you go. Yep, that's great. That's great. I, yeah, I love that. Of being a person of color and being a person with disabilities, um, I totally get that. I totally, uh, totally um, agree with that. I understand that that we all are multi multidimensional and that we all have um, these these to bring it bring the table. Um, kind of a last question for both of you. Um, how can ACB members or listeners? Um, support BPI and support MCAC and support the kind of diversity efforts of both of your organizations. Um, Cheryl, start. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, an easy part is, um, so on, on our membership forums, we ask questions around gender and we ask questions around race, race and ethnicity. Um, they're optional, but if people can really fill those in, I think it it helps us. And it helps, and, and by us I mean ACB and MCAC alone. <laughs> but it really helps the organization to get a sense of um, you know those dimensions of diversity that we're interested in. That's one. Um, certainly attending any sort of a community call or event that that we um, you know have, and and um, you know if people are interested in joining the committee, um, they're welcome to reach out to me um, <clears throat> and and express their interest. And I think if people have any ideas or any questions or whatever, I mean feel free. You know we would I would love to hear what what folks are thinking. Um, and I'm sure the members of our committee are also open to hearing what people are thinking. And, and there's so much value in, in folks sort of sharing their ideas. Um, so I think those are some of the, the ways that folks can get involved at present. I mean, and who knows, there might be other things that I haven't thought of, but those are the ones I, I would list at present. Yep, absolutely. Gabe, got anything else to add? Sure, absolutely. I'm gonna echo Cheryl's um, Cheryl's invite to people for people to consider filling out those um, those you know that those categories or boxes, whatever you want to call them, because it, it you know it helps us uh, as as an organization. Um, measure how how welcoming we are and how much how diverse we truly are and um definitely we've taken uh very very positive steps in that direction um thanks to the uh session that was uh i think uh, put out there by mcac last year we were able to have conversations and uh we we expressed our our points of view in terms of for example, the gender part, uh, and and you know we will our, our feedback was well received uh, and incorporated. So um, 
you know, we, we have what we've been asking for. So now let's act on it and let's do what we need to do as members and as individuals. Also, um, I want to invite people to, uh, to practice uh, a lot of what I've been practicing on my, on my personal and professional life lately. Uh, those of you who know me, I know that I'm in the process of getting my certification as a life coach and, and, and the life coaching uh, field. I've learned that it's, it's so simple to do something that can mean so much for our personal growth and the growth of our, our community which is substitute your own judgments with curiosity. So be curious about the other person, you know, especially when those persons are different than you. Instead of, you know, just putting your judgment, uh, just, you know, substitute judgment with curiosity. And, and curiosity will guide you to ask questions and, and hopefully get answers. Um, one of my favorite uh, T-shirts that I don't think I fit in anymore <laughs> is a T-shirt. There was a movement uh, a few years ago that uh, uh, was, call was called hashtag ask the gays. <laughs> and basically yeah. that movement came to, you know, came to, to life uh, because we got tired of, you know, people saying, no, this is not right. No, you cannot get married because da, da, da. So, you know, why don't you ask us? So it's basically somewhere along the lines of what we in ACB say about not about me without me. Yeah. So, you know, ask, ask again, the real life experts and don't be afraid to ask questions because, you know, you're only, you know, this discomfort may only last for a few minutes. But then the growth that will come from that discomfort is going to be uh, totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions, but I think it's good to know that we like them. We welcome them, that we want them to ask us what's going on, what we want, we need, we want, and our goal mm -hmm. and all that. So, absolutely. yeah. And the last thing I want to say, uh, of course, uh, being a special interest affiliate, we also welcome your membership. We, you know, a huge portion of BPI's membership is uh, allied members. So, you know, we have, uh, you don't have to be part of the LGBTQ community to join BPI. And uh, you can reach me or, you know, just uh, You can find us on, on the web. You can follow the link on the ACB webpage to BPI's homepage, or you can actually look us up. We're at uh, blindlgbtpride.org. That's awesome. That, uh, that, also, that definitely includes that in the notes as well. Um, so, thanks. Cheryl, and yeah, of course. So, Cheryl and Gabe, thanks so much for being here. Um, thanks for your input and your um Willing to share share what's going on. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Of course. And that's a wrap, folks. Um, as always, you can reach us at advocacy at acb.org. Um, and there'll be links in our notes for the for BPI and MCAC. So have a great week folks um and as always as always keep keep advocating
This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. ACBM wants to send along heartfelt greetings to all of its family throughout the ACB community. Having hosted two outstanding and invigorating ACB national conventions, they are committed to expanding opportunity for Americans who are blind and visually impaired. ACBM supports the James R. Olson Memorial Scholarship honoring one of its past members, and they continue to not let life during these challenging times slow down. ACBM invites all to their informative bi-monthly community conference calls, ranging on everything from sports and technology to gardening and loving life in the land of 10,000 lakes. They hold quarterly monthly membership meetings, monthly coffee gatherings, and monthly board meetings. To learn more about ACBM, visit their website at www acbminnesota.org or call 612-223-5543. ACBM, a supporter of the ACB Media Network.